You're listening to the Really Useful Podcast, the tech podcast for technophobes. My name is Christian Colley from MakeUseOf.com and joining me is Gavin Phillips. How the devil are you, Gavin? I'm very well, Christian. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been engaging in some DIY in my house recently, actually. So uh, just yesterday or the day before, I installed some new shelves in my office. Um, and now sitting above me are multiple racks of board games, all of the technology and cables that were once cluttering my desk and now clustering some shelves instead. So installed with wow. rule plugs, the full works. It's, yeah. It was and quite quite the job for my limited DIY skills, to be fair. And none of it's teetering over you or anything? Well, the board game shelf, the board games are about 25% larger than the shelf. So, <laughs> and they happen to be at the very top, so they are looming rather large. <laughs> um yeah but they don't look like they're gonna fall down just yet anyway i remember being at my um cousins once when i was a lot younger all, all nearly all of my cousins are older than me by almost by a generation and we were i was sat there and he he, he was like you know he was 20 i was about seven or eight and there was this almighty crash from his bedroom and he was like sat with us and he, he oh ran God. upstairs <laughs> and like this entire wall system had just t- toppled over all of the oh, stuff. Oh no! Yeah, and he was a drummer as well, so there's a little bit of a uh, bit of a snare going on as well, and a few cymbals crashing and what have you. That was uh... it all fell down or went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're uh, surprisingly, we're not here to talk about DIY or shelves collapsing. <laughs> um, maybe we should have been, but uh, no, we are here to discuss a few new things that um, have. Uh, I was going to say evaporated, but materialized over the past few weeks. And we are the tech podcast with technophobes. We are here to explain things to you. Cryptocurrency just keeps coming back over and over again as a topic at the moment. It is focused on in the the mainstream press, who largely, I won't say all of them, but largely struggle to get a grip on what it actually is. And just in the past few weeks, we've had the resurgence of Dogecoin, We've had the arrival of cheer and a uh, e- even newer something called internet computer. It's it's all getting a little bit confusing. A few weeks ago, we had things like Cardano was arriving in the crypto sphere, making waves in the financial sections of the newspapers. And you know where they used to talk about stocks and shares, now they're talking about cryptocurrencies. It's very easy to get sidetracked by this as to whether or not you should be doing one or the other. That's not what we're here for. We're here to tell you what these things are, whether they matter, and if they do, then why. Gavin, you are a little bit more knowledgeable about cryptocurrency than I am. As I like to say, um, I know enough about cryptocurrency to know that I don't know enough about cryptocurrency. (laughs) We'll start with Dogecoin. That's been around for a few years. Why is it? coming back what, what what's happened there why has it suddenly become more valuable well i i mean if you've been following the news uh, as i know you do i'm sure you've seen a certain man's name mentioned with this cryptocurrency quite a lot that's the man Elon with a completely Musk. unreasonably stupid name that's almost as if it's been <laughs> created by a sci-fi author yeah. Maybe why he's so involved in futuristic space exploration and and all this sort of stuff yeah um 
But yes, yeah, so Elon Musk has been heavily pushing this cryptocurrency, um, pushing the value of it higher and higher as he apparently believes that it's going to be the next big thing um, and will take the place of Bitcoin, where most people see Bitcoin more as a store of value rather than as a functional cryptocurrency itself. That's something for another episode, perhaps. Um, but he sees something like Dogecoin as more accessible and as something that people could use more as a day-to-day -day currency to pay people with. The difficulty that this is encountering is that whenever uh, Mr. Musk tweets about anything to do with Doge or any other cryptocurrency for that matter on Twitter. He has um, 51 or 52 million followers. So all of these people react instantly to his tweet content. And if it says something like XYZ cryptocurrency to the moon, then a large proportion of the followers, his followers will go and buy that cryptocurrency, pushing the value of it higher and higher. And so for people who are very much more interested in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, um, because it has, you know, a much longer history, it's, you know, well researched, is very well decentralized and all this sort of stuff. Um, it's becoming a bit of an issue because he's apparently just pushing this cryptocurrency that has no real intrinsic value. But then you could also argue, you know, why does Bitcoin have an intrinsic value anyway? It's the same as anything else. It's because people have decided to back it. So it's, it should it's, be. It's part of that because Bitcoin has a finite limit, whereas Dodge, oh, sorry, Doge. I always thought it was called Doggy Coin until a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> it's three names in one year. There is no limit for these, is there? No, exactly. So there was an initial limit of. Um, 10 billion coins or, or something. I can't remember what it is, but I know that they now mint um, 100 billion, sorry, there it was 100 billion Doge in the initial run. They now mint an additional 5 billion every, every coins, uh, 5 billion coins every single year. So as you say, Christian, there's no theoretical upper limit on the circulation and it can only continue increasing, which should in one way keep the price of inflation down it can't rise above a certain level without the concerted effort by people to push it higher which is in thinking part of what's concerning people about um, elon musk's apparent interest with it that he's pushing this coin that is essentially limitless and um i guess in many people's eyes he's effectively manipulating the price of this coin yeah, yeah, because I mean, a few days ago, he, before that, he said he wasn't going to be trading in Bitcoin anymore for his, any of his products, didn't he? And that had a bit of a hit. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so um, not long after his uh, recent Saturday Night Live appearance, mm. um, which coincidentally tanked the price of uh, Dogecoin, it dropped by uh, over 30% after his appearance which people were surprised that they thought it might give it a really, really big boost. Um, but not long after that, he announced that Tesla, uh, Elon Musk's um, electric car company, 
that they would no longer accept Bitcoin as a payment method. So prior to this, he, he previously had said, you know, we're going to accept Bitcoin. And he also announced that Tesla, the company, had bought, I think, $750 million worth of Bitcoin at the time. Tesla haven't actually solved their holdings of Bitcoin for, for clarity. They're just not accepting it anymore mm. as a payment method. But as you said, that then caused the Bitcoin price to tumble by, I think, around 20, 25% at this point. So, again, illustrating the power that one man has over not only the Dogecoin thing that he's pushing, but Bitcoin and effectively other global markets that all tie into these these cryptocurrencies. Now, like you said at the top of the show on on CNBC and, and Fox and all these news shows, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are now very much part of the ticker, aren't they? You see them up alongside the Nasdaq and the FTSE and all this sort of stuff. It's it's regular financial information these days. It's um it's it's strange how it is because so few people understand what they actually are and the, the, the process of creating a crypto coin or cryptocurrency and everything surrounding them. And yet they are, um, I suppose that's not too different in many ways to other products, except of course other products are like physical products, whereas these are obviously digital products. It's, it's, it's strange to see those those tickers with those values on there. Um, I mean, I get updates in an app on my phone for this small amount of uh, cryptos that I've done purchased and you know half of those have been free you know like through the brave browser i got the the, um, the bat advertising yeah they do the advertising thing don't they which yeah. is actually quite good you get paid for you get rewarded for using the browser and using their app ecosystem which sort of puts some more power back into the hands of users which i think is a really good incentive you know, when people first started using um, that particular cryptocurrency, Brave, the cryptocurrency is uh, BAT, Basic Attention Token. That's it, yeah. And um, it was worth nothing, but it's in recent times has shot up relatively high. I think it touched a, a dollar at one point, which, you know, if you've been sitting there using this browser for a long time, you'd, you'd be sitting on a lot of money. I think that's part of the allure as well of these cryptos like doge which you know it started off as a, as a joke you know it was a meme cryptocurrency created by two ibm well one ibm software engineer and an, an, an adobe software engineer and they made it so that they could give their mates basically just you know a way of playing with crypto and learning how blockchain and stuff worked without worrying about spending money or losing money or you know anything like that yeah and we're sitting here now, eight years later, and the ecosystem of Dogecoin is worth $78 billion or something. So it's like the fourth biggest crypto in the entire world. You know, Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, have funded an entire space rideshare mission to the moon <laughs> with it. You know, it, it's quite bonkers stuff, really. It's very silly, isn't it? Really, if you know, you just just stand back from it all. It's incredibly silly. Yeah, I'm. I, I just I can't disagree. <laughs> if someone uh, who I am 
you know, quite involved with cryptocurrencies and I do like to read about them and research them and what have you. But there are times, like you see, you just have to hold your hands up and go, what on earth is going on here? This is madness. Um, but the weight of people behind it and the amount of money in it will becomes a thing where people don't want to let it fail anymore. So when it was worth, you know, a fraction of a penny, nobody cares. Now it's worth, you know, 50 cents a coin. Everybody cares deeply. And a lot of people will not want to let it fail at this point. Now we may uh, return to Dogecoin at some point, but there's other things that I mentioned earlier on. We have this uh, cheer, which sounds like a nice, happy cryptocurrency. But it's kind of green, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's well, it's certainly being touted as a as a green cryptocurrency. How it ends up being green in the long run, for me and other critics, is, is certainly up for debate. The idea of cheer is that rather than using um so with cryptocurrencies the way the blockchain functions is that the blocks are linked together using a mathematical algorithm so bitcoin's mathematical algorithm is very very energy intensive mm. you've probably heard about this before it's you know bitcoin is isn't environmentally sound uses more energy than countries like Argentina and, and Norway and what have you. So it's, it's very, very energy intensive. So people want to move away from, from Bitcoin and they want to use cryptocurrencies that are seen as uh, more green alternatives. So this Chia cryptocurrency, it's brand new. Um, it's developed in China and it uses a model which has the best name ever. It's called the proof of space and time algorithm. <laughs> which is quite fantastic, really. But the biggest difference is that rather than using um, complex mathematical problems to link the blocks in the blockchain together, it uses empty space on your hard drive. So if you've got an old hard drive sitting around, better that it's a solid state drive as they're much, much faster you can basically add your solid state drive to the Chia network and it will be used then to confirm transactions on the Chia network. That's a, a very basic overview of how it works. The idea of it is, is that because it's using less energy to confirm transactions, it has a much, much, uh, much less of an imprint on the environment and on the planet. So a lot of people are looking towards Chia and hoping that it can become um, a much better and a much greener blockchain alternative to Bitcoin. However, there's always a big however and a mm. big but. The rush to buy new storage devices has sent storage device prices not spiraling or soaring, sorry, as we've seen with graphics cards, you know, Graphics yep. cards now are impossible to get a hold of. And when you can, they're three times the price. We're not quite at that level with storage drives. 
but they have definitely increased people are rushing to buy big big storage drives um and the second thing is that in recent weeks uh reports have found that continuous chia farming the process of validating transactions on the chia network can reduce the shelf life of a 512 gigabyte ssd from around 10 to 12 years to just 40 days yeah yeah which far from being green that's quite horrendous really if that the report I've read confirms this. I would I would wait for more reports to come out to confirm this on, you know, you need several reports to make this completely true. But the initial reports don't actually look very good for the green credentials of this cryptocurrency. No, no, given the um, the, the industrial effort that's required to produce hard drives and the, the mining related to the circuitry and the, the metal and for SSDs, again for the circuitry and the materials then uh, yeah it's obviously not going to be as green as it's uh, claiming to be it's just not using processors it's using hard drives yeah exactly you know <clears throat> excuse me um it may well be that its overall footprint uses less energy in terms of literally burning coal which is what uh, elon musk's issue with bitcoin was you know it's, it's all the majority of people using or mining cryptocurrency mining bitcoin are based out of china which is still building you know huge uh coal-fired factories and then across the us which still has a lot of uh, coal factories and what have you so but even so like you said you're still spending enormous amounts of energy to get extra materials out of the ground rare metals precious earth materials out of the ground to make the additional storage drives required to supply this network so yes so chia is um we've obviously looked at them um, it uses hard drive space it's relatively easy for anyone to 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 is mine the right word for chia i'm not sure it doesn't feel like mining it's taking place it's just like it's occupying space yeah that they actually use the word farming for right farming for chia. Big pan, yes, you said, and yeah. you you plot out space on your hard drive and then you you farm it which uh <laughs> it's kind of cute <laughs> hmm. it just it does sound like a sort of a uh a free advert game on a on androids doesn't it in many ways yeah <laughs> click back in every hour to get your coins yeah 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 <laughs> but you can do it on pretty much any device can't you you can you i've seen guys for doing it with raspberry pi and you can on a standard computer and everything so that it, there's less requirement as you say for graphics cards and all that's so like in-depth processing this graphics cards pr provide for bitcoin and ethereum you can just use pretty much any standard computer for this but obviously there is this hit potential hit on the um, hard drives and certainly in ssds not just in the price of them changing but in the lifespan shortening considerably and that'll be due to regular writing presumably yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, just the same as um, other cryptocurrencies using a graphics card, they need to use that graphics card basically 100% all day long. Um, your any drive that you give over to the Chia network looks like it's going to be reading and writing almost all the time. So mm -hmm. it will be under constant strain, which is what reduces the lifespan so drastically. 
And we'll take a moment from our usual podcast proceedings to just remind you that the Really Useful Podcast can be found pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. We're hosted at Transistor.fm, so you can find us there as well. We're also on YouTube and, of course, on MakeUseOf.com. Now, however you subscribe to the Really Useful Podcast and listen to us, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will help us to find new listeners and take our podcast to ever greater heights. You'll find the link to our Apple Podcast page in the show notes. Thanks a lot. We've looked at Dodge Doggy Doge Coin, and we've looked at Cheer. Uh, which sounds like a, a, a kind of hippie cup of tea. But um, what is the internet computer? Uh, internet computer is actually really interesting, uh, not least because of uh, it's sort of it's trying to go up against the established backbones of the of the internet in many ways. So if you're not really sure about how the internet works, there's massive services like Amazon Web Services and Microsoft Azure and, and all these gigantic servers that store all of the information. This is very centralized. So all of the data is held in these massive server locations, but all under one roof. The people making internet computer, they are called uh, Definity. Mm -hmm. um, they believe that this isn't a good way for the internet to run and that we should use a decentralized model, spreading our data around the internet in various places. So the internet computer wants to allow companies, regular users to host their software and data requirements across an interconnected network of computers. That's the long and the short of it. The surprising thing with internet computer was how quickly its price rose. So as per our article on, on makeuseof.com on May the 12th, uh, 2021, internet computers market capitalization, that's how much the entire network itself was worth, was $37.5 billion. And it had only been in circulation for a few months at that point. So there's a lot of people and a lot of big companies as well that are actually interested in using this technology. So as we were saying earlier about coins like Doge that seemingly have zero going for them, this coin, um, Internet Computer, its ticker is uh, ICP, this coin actually has a lot of usefulness and has actual fundamentals behind it. People are using it for something very specific. Just reading about Definity, I notice it. Um, this is uh, from Fortune, um, dated May the thirteenth. It uh, it debuted at seven hundred thirty one dollars, then dropped to one hundred forty six within minutes, then rebounded a little. But two days later, it was priced at two hundred eighty dollars, down sixty percent. It's a bit of a flip flop there, really, isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. A lot of the time with cryptos, they are priced extremely high when they first launch you look back at uh, like trading view charts you'll see when they most cryptos first launch they do tend to take a bit of a plunge as happens with quite a lot of the regular stocks and shares as well and you saw coinbase uh, launch recently i can't remember what it launched for but 
it definitely went considerably yeah, went, down in the down. Few yeah, days before stabilising at a price the market deems acceptable rather than what they initially thought. Yeah, so. yeah. And also the other thing is that I think generally speaking with cryptocurrencies, it's very much a slow burn anyway. So, mm. so that's yeah, uh, yeah. So that's interesting. Now there is one other thing that I want to talk about that I wanted to mention, which we didn't arrange before this because I just discovered it. Um, before in between us deciding what we were talking about and us actually getting together and talking about it there is um, an article on the internet um it's on the um the the, the telegraph website it's a q a thing it's um you know how they have like these consumer help things they have like a financial help one and there's also um a general you know, sort of uh, my washing machine won't um insurance won't pay out that type of thing now this yeah, particular sure. one was about um someone trying to use cryptocurrency probably bitcoin or ethereum i forget which um to get a mortgage deposit yeah i, I read the same thing actually it was very interesting yeah um i think a lot of people have ran into issues with that sort of thing because of the connotations of cryptocurrency being linked you know, frequently to illegal criminal yeah. activities. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of worry from mortgage brokers, banking, finance, what have you, that anything to do with crypto is tainted with the same sort of brush. So in the article uh, that we both read, the people in question were having to seek out, um, like, accountants with blockchain knowledge that could yeah. verify the transactions that they had made to show that they were all completely above board um, which i think within the next sort of well i was going to say five years but i would i would say the next two to three years even if uh, the crypto markets maintain their sort of current current pace we'll see a lot more people becoming cryptocurrency millionaires overnight yeah yeah and a lot more blockchain financial services will yes. have to bridge the gap between crypto and traditional finance yeah that's yeah i think i mean that's pretty much the takeaway from it i think also if you are interested in cryptocurrency as uh, a method of raising funds for a house don't do that for the time being i think my my main interest in it is having something that i can just spend online at some point as you know something that i'm put put a small amount of money into that then if i want to buy something in five years time online i can use that and it's cost me very little oh no absolutely so i guess uh, it's one of the people who speculated on doge back in 2014 2015 maybe used their cpu to mine a little bit of this cryptocurrency thinking ah it's a bit of a laugh isn't it oh, yeah, this is yeah. silly coin it's got a picture of a mean dog on the front it's never going to be worth anything but some of those people are now you know sitting on hundreds of thousands of pounds millionaires so it's giving over a little bit of time I'm trying to figure out what's going to be the future of crypto but for anybody that's involved in crypto trying to figure out what the next big thing will be is mm. what a lot of people want to do of course as with anything yeah know, yeah people always want to know what the next big thing is going to be where's the money going to be but i think most of the time people genuinely don't 
no, there's no idea. Of, there was no idea that something like Doge would suddenly become a $74 billion market, you know. Well, who, no, who of course, knew? yeah. Who knew? I mean, there's 5,000 in circulation at the moment, 5,000 different cryptocurrencies. Mm. It's, I mean, that's insane. There's no, no one's going to pick that out. And I mean, I mean, don't listen to us. I'm famously unreliable for picking winners. You know, I I got Windows Phone. Oh, but they were so good, though. They were good, <laughs> but no one else thought so. And and Microsoft State, uh, beg your pardon, Microsoft State, Google Stadia as well. I'm, you know, I've I've bailed on that despite being in there very early on because I mean, you know, they they basically have the political that there's the technological equivalent of the political vote of confidence constantly announcing there are no problems here there's nothing to see here you know everything's fine and you know when when that happens you got to think to yourself especially with google which is notorious for closing projects that aren't working or aren't, aren't generating enough income or whatever it's google saying this you got to look at it and you know you're on borrowed time so don't listen to us for predictions because I'm here and I get everything wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you are completely right, though, Christian. We are just two guys trying to explain more about these cryptocurrencies rather than giving advice on whether these are good and sound investments. Yeah. And if you are ever going to look at investing in cryptocurrencies, you know, always remember to never ever invest more than you can afford to lose and with cryptocurrencies it can so easily go down way faster than you could ever imagine i myself have lost money in the process of using crypto over the years made money have lost money as well and it's it's just heartbreaking when it happens so yeah. and the other thing as well is just do your research you know there's so like you said five thousand cryptocurrencies did you say yeah you know Insane. You can start looking down the list of like the top 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 cryptocurrencies by market capitalization and learning about what they are and what they do. But then you get down to the bottom section of it and there is just so much rubbish out there waiting to be pumped and dumped and flipped and you'll be left with nothing at the end. I'm just looking on Coinbase at the moment and you've got Ethereum, Bitcoin, Ox, Cardano, Ones that have been relatively well known, and then you have completely unknown things like Cartesi, which basically sounds like some Italian gangster. <laughs> Numerary, OMG network, and as we say, there's just there's there's dozens of them. That's on Coinbase, and Coinbase is notoriously picky about which cryptocurrencies it features. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, there's just so many out there, and it's very easy to get it wrong. And as Gavin says, use money that you've got to spare. Don't use more than you can afford. And I think just just have fun with it, I think, is the most important thing. Because most of us aren't going to turn into Bitcoin millionaires. No, absolutely. I was talking to a friend about this uh, literally yesterday, in fact. He lucky enough to have realized that he had some Dogecoin in a wallet that he found from years and years and years ago. Then the first sort of question and thought was, oh, what if I found it last week when the price was twice as much? Yeah. I was like, but you didn't. You didn't have it last week. It didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> like you literally didn't even know you had it. So why would you mourn the loss of something you didn't even know you had? And it very much ties back into what you said, just 
try and have fun with it don't don't stress about it too much So that more or less rounds up our discussion about um, cryptocurrencies, looking at Dogecoin, Cheer, and the internet computer. We hope we've explained some of these things to you that have cleared up what you may have seen in the press or read a headline of or whatever in the newspapers. The whole idea of things that are like Bitcoin being mainstream news. I think there's a little bit of a disconnect between audiences and people reporting the news at the moment in many other ways, not just this. And I think it's possibly partly due to that. You know, my parents are in the 70s and have no idea what cryptocurrencies are, and yet they appear on the news and in the newspapers. People are expected to understand these topics. So hopefully, um, if you're in the same boat as me, you'll point your relatives or yourself or your friends at the release podcast where we will attempt to do a make a damn good fist of it as well in a very british sort of sensibility of explaining it to you especially this week when it's me and gavin so that's it from this week's really useful podcast from makeuseof.com we will see you next time until then it's goodbye